Welcome to the Motivated Mompreneur Podcast. Hi, I'm Hillary Bennett, former corporate stooge turned motivated mompreneur. After becoming a mom, I realized the two options offered to me weren't going to work. I didn't want to stay at home, but I didn't want to work a normal nine to five job either. I wanted to be able to live into my professional calling and be a present, joyful mom. So I left my nine to five and started coaching mamas just like you, built successful, heart-centered businesses. Join me each week here on the Motivated Mompreneur Podcast as I share my lessons learned and secrets so you too can leave the corporate hustle behind and step into a life of freedom, flexibility, and financial abundance. Hey there, this is Hillary Bennett, and I am your host for today's episode of the Motivated Mompreneur Podcast, and I am also the heart and soul behind the Motivated Mompreneur, and we are on episode three of our second season here, and today I want to talk about having God at the center of your business. Um, this has been a really interesting episode for me to record. In fact, I've really felt called to talk about this, but every time I've sat down to start an outline, uh, it's not really produced anything. Uh, I've even already recorded one episode and afterwards thought, gosh, that's really not the message that I wanted to come across. So here we go. (laughs) We're going to try again. Um, I want to tell you first a little bit about why I think that this is important to talk about, and that is As someone who has most of my background in corporate America, I spent 12 years, and I spent 12 years at one company, which I know for my generation is a little bit unique, but I very much became indoctrinated to the corporate culture, and as a publicly traded international company, it was very clear that religious beliefs or spiritual beliefs didn't have a place in the workplace, at least so far as to sharing about that. Um, And you were always worried that maybe you sharing your faith could make someone uncomfortable, right? And so when I say that you know, I, I kind of assimilated into that culture, I very much had like a separation of church and state situation going on. When I was at work, my faith was at home for all intents and purposes because I didn't feel free to express myself in that way. I did find some amazing friends throughout my tenure there and that shared my faith. And there were definitely times where we would sneak into a conference room and pray or we would pray for one another. And so I'm not saying that there were no times or opportunities for me to still live into my faith at corporate. But what I am saying is that I definitely felt the tension and some fear around being myself, being able to be fully expressive of who I was. And because my faith and my relationship with God is such a huge part, and I am continuing to work at making it the biggest part of who I am, what I realize now looking back is that that was really difficult for me and was holding me back. And so now that I have been able to leave corporate and have left that kind of rule, I'm using air quotes, you can't see me though, 
I'm using air quotes, that rule behind, um, I still brought that pattern of behavior, that indoctrination or that assimilation with me. And one of the episodes that's going to be part of this season is some of the unlearnings that we have to do when we've stepped away from corporate and into our own business. And this for me was one of them. In my own business, there doesn't have to be any separation of church and state unless I choose it. And that the fact that it was my choice was something that didn't just come naturally day one that I filed my LLC or the day that I left corporate for good to do this full time. And part of the reason why I think was because I had that learned behavior of the expectation that, you know, faith was for quiet time, was for Bible study, was for church, but not for work. I think also personally, I had a fear of repelling people, of offending people, of people feeling judged without even talking to me simply because I profess a faith in Christianity specifically. And this, I think, was the biggest hurdle I had to overcome because over time and as my faith continued to grow, the learned behavior that I had at corporate became less and less. And as I became aware of the fact that I was going to have to unlearn those things, it became much easier to just be myself. But I still had this fear of other people feeling judged by me. For me, I want people to understand that I am loving and accepting regardless I truly feel that that's how Jesus was. If you look at the people that he chose to spend time with, it wasn't the, you know, religious experts, quote unquote, or the people that did all the right things of the day. It was the people that were doing all the wrong things. It was the thieves and the tax collectors and the prostitutes and the adulterers or adulteresses. Um, And so for me in today, as I strive to be more and more like Jesus, that to me means that I don't say I'm not going to work with you or I'm not going to be friends with you if you're not Christian. What I'm going to do is I'm going to love you and accept you where you are because that's what Jesus has done. And as a coach, we're given these amazing tools to meet people where they're at. We are given these amazing tools to help people feel seen and heard so that they can make extraordinary leaps in their life. And so I found myself wanting to remain open to helping people that are within Christianity, but also outside of Christianity. I mean, heck, who knows who I might be able to actually be an example of the Christian faith that might spark curiosity. And so because of this fear that I had, I didn't want to fully express my faith as a part of my business. So that's kind of the background. And I wonder where you're at. So if you are, wherever you are in your entrepreneurial journey, if you are contemplating how much or how little to make faith at the forefront of your business, I want you to ask yourself, will I be able to be authentically and fully myself with my current plan? And if the answer is no, think about what you might change so that you can live more authentically. Because here's the deal. 
we left corporate or you're wanting to leave corporate for a reason. And one of those reasons is that you can't fully be yourself when you're working towards someone else's goals. You can't fully be yourself when you're having to assimilate to a culture that at the end of the day is trying to please shareholders and make money in the stock market. We're At the end of the day, they're there for money. They might say that they're there for a whole bunch of different things, but if you are working for a for-profit, publicly traded company, all of that, I'm sorry, is 99% BS. (laughs) Because at the end of the day, the shareholders will win over anything else that the company says that they value. And although you want flexibility and freedom of your schedule and of finances and these things that come very easy to mind, I also know that you are tired of having to live your life for someone else's values and to assimilate to this culture that doesn't feel like your own. And so if we don't take the time to truly create the culture for ourselves as an entrepreneur in a way that will allow us to fully authentically live out ourselves and our own values, we aren't going to achieve the fulfillment that we're out to achieve by becoming our own boss. So again, that question is, with the way that you currently have things planned out, whether it is to shout that you have faith and that you've accepted the Lord Jesus Christ into your house from the rooftops, into your house, that too, into your heart, (laughs) or If that you're not really going to talk about your faith unless someone asks you, that doesn't matter. But asking yourself, will this allow me to be authentically myself? Will this allow me to live into my values? If you head back to episode one, we talked all about values and how if we don't live into our values, we will never find fulfillment. At the end of the day, it's not about money. It's not about time. It's about are we living in a way that is showcasing our values for ourselves? And for me, my number one value is God. And it has been God. And this hasn't really changed uh, during my life um, since graduating from college. And so if you find that God is in your core values as well, I really encourage you to think about how are you going to be able to keep God at the center of your business? And how will that allow you to live into your values and to live authentically you? Now, I mentioned before, one of the biggest reasons why I hesitated to do this for so long was this fear of people feeling judged. And that is when I really had to lean on God and to trust God with it. Um, and, And trusting can be so hard. It can be so hard. But here is something that I found really comforting from Ephesians 4, 22 through 24. And it says, put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds and to put on the new self created after the likeness of God and true righteousness and holiness. And so this scripture was almost literal as I transitioned from being a corporate self to this entrepreneurial self, but also the costume, the emotional and mental costume that I had to wear in order to be successful in corporate, I had to disrobe that and put on something new, something that was much more authentic and something that spoke much more to my heart and to what God had 
in mind for me. I also want to, um, you know, remind you how that how God has prepared you specifically and on purpose to do good works and that he prepared you to do this, exactly this, at the beginning, at the beginning of time, you know, millennia before you were even born onto this earth. Um, and so if we're, if you find yourself in that place where you're worried about what it might mean, um, to, to go into scripture, to find these verses that will tell you, um, to trust in the Lord because he's got this mama. The victory has already been won. He, time after time after time performed miracle after miracle after miracle and he can do the same for you in this moment i want to um kind of end this and i think this is going to be just a short and sweet podcast here today with if your fear isn't maybe putting people off or or them feeling judged maybe your fear is that you won't be able to find enough clients or make enough money if you um, passively cancel out entire demographics based on professing your faith. And this is a mindset that many of us come up against, whether it is about identifying a niche or it is about marketing yourself in a certain way, or in this case about sharing who you are that might, you know, detract people from following you or being interested in the services that you offer. Now you can kind of rewind to trusting in the Lord. Like, yeah, he's got this mama. So that fear, you it's not necessary. But I say that and you're like, cool, if I could just press an easy button to make that fear go away, I would, but I can't. So not helpful. <laughs> and I get that. Um, so I'm going to give you something super logical. And then when your brain also decides not to listen to that, I am going to give you an exercise. So here's the logic part of this. There are so many people out there that might be able to work with you. If you think of the 7 billion people on the planet, and we can talk about any niche you want, We can talk about my niche. I help moms who have a background in corporate start an online business so that they can find freedom and flexibility working from home, saying goodbye to corporate forever. That's who my ideal client is. Now, if you actually dove into my client avatar, you would see I have thoughts on how old they are, where they live, how many kids do they have, are they married, are they divorced, are they a single mom, etc. I have ideas around all of those things around my ideal client. Um, And so if you think about going there or niching yourself down, it might be difficult. Yet, if you actually took how many women would fit into all the categories that I created, there are more women than I actually have time to support. And I'm sure that that is the case for you too. Whatever your niche is, whoever your ideal client is, I guarantee you that there are enough of those people out there that are ready, willing, and able to work with you to fill up your bank account and your calendar. So there's the logical side of things. Here is an exercise, a thought exercise. I want you to become your own devil's advocate. So write down the fear or the thought that you're having. And in this case, it might be, if I get specific around my faith, then I won't make as much money. 
This is just as an example, your thought. I want you to go through and make a list of all the reasons why that might be false. As many reasons as you can come up with. And then ask yourself, is this thought a fact? Or is this thought a thought? So again, figure out what your thought is. I gave you sort of an example, but maybe it's something different than that and that's okay. Then come up with a list of all of the reasons why that thought maybe isn't true. And then ask yourself, is this a fact? An undisputable fact? Or is this a thought? Now, chances are it's a thought (laughs) and not a fact. A fact is healthy grass is green and sometimes the sky is blue. (laughs) Without the clouds, the sky is blue during the day. Um, But a thought like if I do X, I won't get as many clients as I need is not a fact. And so that is a thought. Now, if it is a thought, after you've spent some time kind of debunking yourself, if you will, in a way that is full of grace and compassion and love, what is a new thought that is more true than your original one? So for example, if our original thought was, if I profess my faith as a Christian, I won't get enough clients and I won't make enough money. And I take the time to go through and say, these are all the reasons why actually that might not be true. And so is it a fact or is it a thought? It's probably a thought. Now, what is something more true? Something more true might look like, given the data that I collected through being a devil's advocate here, is professing my faith may inform some people to find a better fit, but it also will bring people to me that are going to be a great fit. And so there's some freedom in this new thought. We off, In this new thought, there's flexibility. And most importantly, there's room and space for you to be yourself and to authentically express yourself through your business. Because I'm going to bet that what you really want is business and home life and all of these things that are seamless. That's where the flexibility comes in. The flexibility is when you have some seamlessness to your home online business. And then once you have that seamlessness and once you're able to live into it fully as yourself, living into your values and being able to follow through on your mission and on your vision in the way that God is calling you, mama, that is where you will find freedom. All right. So this is why I think it's so important to think about keeping God at the center of your business, but also to understand even a step further than that, how are you expressing that? I hope that you found this helpful. I would love to hear from you. How are you keeping God at the center of your business? And what are your thoughts on being loud and proud when it comes to your faith and what you do? I thank you so much for joining me for today's podcast. Make sure to hit subscribe or like and shoot me a rating and review. That'll help me get this podcast to other moms like you um, and just continue to grow the community. So have a wonderful rest of your day and we'll talk next week. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Motivated Mompreneur Podcast. For more resources, be sure to check out today's show notes and follow the Motivated Mompreneur on Instagram. 
And remember, you were created on purpose for a purpose, and the world needs your gifts to be shared. I'm praying for you and sending you so much love. Until next time. Thanks for listening to my mommy's podcast. 